Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi, and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles. And this week, I thought it was time to go back and revisit a little bit around what the current state is around generative AI, uh, the lawsuits we see going on, plus some of the most uh, current developments, latest things that are going on that are going to really continue to impact everybody. Uh, the first thing I want to kind of dive into is where has the technology gotten to? Uh, looking at some of the latest things that we're seeing, we're, we're seeing a really interesting balance. We look at things that are image and video driven. Um, we're seeing the next stage where open AI systems are now producing short form video, things that are actually pretty high quality. You know, we're seeing a lot of the issues with lighting being fixed. We're seeing a lot of the issues with um, consistency being fixed and being able to create pretty consistent imagery um, lighting, shadow, things like this that we know have been problematic. Uh, we also have seen a lot of the problems fixed with things like hands. A lot of the critical indicators that we see if we look at something, we're like, okay, yeah, that is definitely AI. Uh, if you still look at it for any length of time, you can still tell in the video snippets that it probably is AI or at least largely influenced by AI. And the growth here and the speed with which these things continue to develop is is really both amazing and a little bit terrifying. And the reason I say that is, especially as we're moving into this political season, you know, we know we're going to see a lot more of the deep fake kind of technology, things like that that are coming up, uh, things like that that are going on, because we're already seeing more and more of it right now. Um, the good news about that is this. We're, we've now kind of gotten past that first level curve of how we're looking at generative AI. Uh, the good news is a lot of people now are becoming a bit more suspect of when they see something, hear something, is that real or is it gen AI? Uh, the downside is there's still a ton more people that don't know how fast everything is moving and don't know how much to really question as to whether something is real or not. Uh, and this is gonna be one of those things to continue to watch for as things go on through not only this political season, but keep going forward, period. And when we look at the text-driven models, if we look at specifically ChatGPT, things that are impacting the writing community, uh, things that are impacting the development community, things that are impacting mathematical and sciences community. Well, the good news here is that most organizations now do have provisions in there that are starting to create the boundaries around what you can and cannot use these technologies for in terms of business and business relationships, work, jobs, things like this. Uh, in other words, people are now putting in the restrictions to say, no, you can't feed proprietary data into ChatGPT. Uh, things like this that we would have thought would be obvious, but aren't. Um, other things where there are now better switches and monitoring that help control how much written material is being used in the process of training these engines or being able to say yes do or do not use this to help train uh, your systems your algorithms build the language models this being said i still don't necessarily know that we can entirely trust that sort of a thing that says yeah no no we're not going to train it with it we're just doing x 
Um, again, that's where we have to have an idea of what level of trust we're putting into any of these organizations. Uh, now, the other side of that is this, is we, one of the things that we've definitively been seeing is that the quality of the models continues to degrade. Uh, and so what do I mean by that? We keep seeing more and more where uh, the systems are hallucinating much more. Uh, we see that the actual linguistic and writing quality has degraded a fair amount. Um, also, mathematical tests, things where early on we would see that the mathematical results, formulas, things that things that ChatGPT would be able to crank out and would make sense, you know, were being 97, 98, 99% accurate. Now we're seeing, in some cases, the exact same tests, exact same models degrade significantly in terms of their performance, their accuracy, and their quality. What does all of this really mean for us? Well, looking in kind of that great scheme of life, what this means is caveat emptor. Um, you know, the, the challenges of how these models have been trained and what is coming out in future releases, what's coming out in the next iterations of the platforms, the things that are coming are going to be really kind of definitive and are going to set, I think, a lot of the pace where these technologies are headed. Uh, that being said, again, use it at your own at your own peril. One of the things that I am much more a fan of is we are seeing platforms starting to do a lot more in terms of flagging, limiting, restricting, and at least highlighting and outlining when AI and generative AI technologies are being used to create content. It's not that these things are going to go away. Um, I want to talk about the lawsuits here in just a moment. But it's more a matter of now it's being recognized that we should identify where something is human-created content versus these things that are technologically driven and technologically created content. Why is that important? Why should anybody care? Well, it really kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, but if we, and when I talk about the lawsuits and where those things are in just a moment, if we look at those and we talk a bit about these sort of things that we're seeing happen here, um, the kinds of problems that we know we're going to continue to see happen around written material very specifically, because written material is where we are seeing this most heavily used uh, across the board. It's being used in marketing. It's being used in analytics. It's being used uh, in media. So we have a real concern here and a real critical path about how these technologies are being used because of the quality of the material, the data, the information, and the results that we're getting when we use these engines. And this is true now, not just of ChatGPT, but look at BARD or any of the other major platforms and systems that are ostensibly consuming real-time information that are now being embedded into all the search engines. They're being embedded into uh, Word. They're being embedded in the entire Microsoft suite. They're now endemic. So what does that actually mean for us? Well, for the most part, again, for most people, it's not going to matter. Now, these technologies are drastically already continuing to change how we approach technology, how we approach a lot of things in day-to-day -day life, even if you don't necessarily know that these things are that daily impact. Um, we have seen a number of things happen with media as of late where we're seeing more and more media outlets fold. Right? We just saw Sports Illustrated go away. 
is that directly related to generative AI? No, but it is in many ways symptomatic of it. And if we then look now at some of the things that are happening, uh, for example, one of the people that has left OpenAI has now started a foundation looking to create a certification program about ethically trained generative AI systems. And I don't think we yet know what that means. I think there is a good part to the notion that somebody is starting to create some of these certification foundation and evaluation programs. The challenge of this is, having been a part of creating some of those in the past, is who's building it, who's creating it, who's behind that engine. And again, when it is sometimes a matter of it is both the creators of the best people to help say and set the path for, path for how we look at these technologies. At the same time, it can be a challenge if you don't have the right people in those watchdogs to really say, is this something we're, we're managing and we're moderating and we're monitoring, or is this just a way of helping to cover the industry? And I expect we'll see a definitive co you know, conversation here where it is components of both. Because unlike one of the things that we often run into, it is quite hard to really break down and understand how to best monitor and police a given industry if you're not part of that industry. Efforts where people are outsiders going and saying, no, it needs to be outsiders that do something with a particular industry and want to place regula regulations on it, want to place controls on it. Well, the problem is if you don't understand what you're trying to regulate and control, then you're operating from generally from a place of fear, lack of education, lack of knowledge, and you're trying to apply the wrong skill sets. So what does this mean now? There's a couple of critical things that have all happened here recently, uh, specifically around the given lawsuits that are going on. There are, the first thing I wanna mention is that if we look at the Sarah Silverman lawsuit uh, that Chris Golden and Rich Cadbury are part of, um, there's a motion right now to have a number of the other players all collapse this into a class action suit. This has been something we've been expecting to see for a while is to have all of the like suits sort of collapse and also that motion that says, no, there's a right for whoever filed first is controlling the case and controlling the motion. Well, in that particular case, there were a lot of the motions that were dismissed in the last few days. Um, that does not mean that the case is over because there are still components of it moving forward. However, I think that this is probably already starting to set some of the precedents we're going to see on how the case is being evaluated. The big tests that, according to the case and according to the filings, in short, were A, it was not meeting a standard with copyright violation that said, especially in written word, that you could specifically say, what and how something was being impacted. Now, in earlier versions of all of these generative systems, chat, GPT, and whatnot, you were much more likely to be able to find paragraphs and quotes and things like this that were definitively taken from a particular source. And one of the challenges I'm going to put out there that is, is going to be problematic is in fiction writing, you're going to have a really hard time proving where the damage, where the impact is. Now, we can say that there is very specific damage and impact because of the amount of garbage writing being dumped into Amazon and eBooks and all this stuff that's being dumped on the marketplace. 
which is what really is triggering Amazon and a number of these other platforms to do a lot more to monitor how generative AI and generative AI products are being used, seen, and ultimately flagged. And I think that we will continue to see a lot more internal regulation by these platforms as to what they will and will not accept. Because for Amazon, there is a big incentive to not have poor product on the site. We've already seen this start to, to really in, you know, impact things like KU, Kindle Unlimited, where so much AI-generated garbage is hitting Kindle A or Kindle that they've put in limitations on how much how many books you can load in a day, how much you can do. Um, but also, there's starting to be much more monitoring about whether or not you're admitting to how much AI may or may not have been used in the product. I think that we will continue to see that that monitoring, and ultimately we will probably start to see some of these systems to be scrubbed out of poor quality product. This is also probably going to impact people who are putting generally poor quality product out there anyway. Uh, because even if it is or is not AI generated, there's probably going to be much more about saying, oh, okay, this isn't selling, this isn't moving, this is poorly written, and this is one of those places where Gen AI is actively now being used in publishing by publishing houses is to rate and qualify the quality of work. It's also being used to help gauge and determine was it generated by AI very likely. Now, nonfiction is a very different and much more interesting scenario because right now the, uh, the time suit, which is looking and saying, well, we're generating news and news media. At what point is something news or not? How do you own that messaging? The reason this becomes important and in in things that are cited in the Times article are that because the Times was uh, is behind a paywall, because there is the potential here that Gen AI, uh, whether it be Bard, whether it be ChatGPT, often cites things like the New York Times as a certifiable source However, again, with those hallucinations, these systems don't know what's true or not. This is where what's fact and fiction makes it really questionable at times as to use these systems as news sources, as to vetting the quality of them, vetting the accuracy of the information, and if the information exists at all. Well, this is part of where the time suit and I think some of the nonfiction, the media suits, they have probably a better shot at getting much more of an impact because it is much more about real-time media. It is about provable damages and it's about provable infringement versus necessarily as easily showing that a given piece of fiction was used in helping to uh, train and drive these engines. Now, again, I am a personal believer that the way that these systems, especially earlier on were trained is definitively problematic. Um, but when we look at how the lawsuits tend to be going, because the law tends to trail behind technology significantly, and there's a reason for that. Number one, the law is slow. The law is plotting. The law has to take into account not only what the written statutes are, it has to give time for legislators to come in and update those statutes, update what's happening in the law, but also has to give that time for society to determine 
what these impacts are. And we've seen this with every major technology in the last couple of hundred years. Uh, we saw a lot of this happen with early days of cars. We saw a lot of this happen in the early days of computing and media and Photoshop. And every time we get a major advancement, there's that movement, the question of what is better serving? Is it the technology and the innovation or is it the fact that there need to be controls? Now, I am a firm believer that there need to be certain controls around generative AI systems. The question is, what are those controls and who's going to be the one to both designate that as well as be the, be the one to regulate that, monitor that? Uh, because on the other side of things, I'm, I am still a free speech advocate. These are technologies that can be used and leveraged and be extremely powerful. The problem is also how bad actors can use these technologies in a plethora of ways. And yes, if you're somebody who thinks that you're, you're going to plot up, you know, drop a couple of prompts into ChatGPT and walk away with a book at the end of the day that you're doing nothing else with and that makes you an author. No, it doesn't. You don't have copyrighted material. That is not a product of your mind. That is not something you've developed and executed. And I think that as we go along, all this is going to do is create more mud in the water. But on the other side, we're already starting to see the tools, the technologies, and the level of understanding of what these platforms are doing is now being absorbed into business and society as a whole, much like I would expect. Now, does this mean that there's not reason for free frustration for creators out there? Absolutely not. But what it does mean is that we're going to have to do more to go out and make sure that we are being the best creators, being the best innovators, and doing the best product we can, while understanding that we are still in the infancy of these technologies and what's going to come. The good news out of that, however, is we are seeing these things flow through the legal system. We are going to get a better idea as to are these legal protections going to kick in to our favor or not? I expect largely the answer is going to be more not than yes. And ultimately, these are technologies that are going to continue to help to revolutionize where we're headed as a society. So I just wanted to touch this base or touch base this week on all the generative AI stuff. There's a lot of things happening in the news. There's a lot of things happening in the courts. And there's a lot of things happening with these technologies. Again, I rec you know, recommend everybody, don't be afraid of it. Understand what they are as best you can. Keep moving forward with it and do the best work you can. And until next week, this has been Creating Pros.